0: Julie Keys.
1: Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the exit planning podcast show. Today's guest is a senior M&A advisor whose leadership helped generate the most recent state of owner readiness survey here in Minnesota. We're going to talk with him about the results of this survey and how it could impact your business. But first, we're going to hear from our show sponsors.
0: Right now, there's a record number of buyers looking for businesses, and many businesses are selling at a premium. To get a free, confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth, contact a broker at Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880. We're Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Let us help you maximize your life's work. Call 612-455-0880 or visit sunbeltmidwest.com. What we see with many businesses is that they've never gotten marketing to work consistently, and the marketing they do doesn't meaningfully impact their bottom line. Data approaches it differently by partnering with clients for long-term, sustainable marketing solutions. They start with a consultative, crawl-walk-run approach that helps you scale your marketing efforts naturally. Data provides marketing for the long term success of your business to tell your story in a compelling way and to make sure the value you bring is apparent to everyone. Go to data.com. For more information, that's dayta.com. TrustPoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy, but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knudsen & Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jkcpa.com. That's jkcpa.com.
1: Hello, everyone. We are here today with Brent Engelbrecht, who is a senior M&A advisor with True North M&A. Brent, welcome to Poise for Exit.
2: Well, thank you, Julie.
1: Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for, um, you know, before we get into the survey, because that's what we're going to talk about today, I just want to thank you for your leadership. And, you know, the, I know how much work it is putting this survey together and gathering the sponsors and getting the word out and trying to get more respondents and, and, and all of that. So um, big project for you. And I just want to say thanks and kudos for making it so successful.
2: Well and, and you know what, Julie, I mean you know what it takes because you did the last time we did this was twenty seventeen mm-hmm. and you took seat on that one. So I, I wanna thank you for the for the help you provided on the oh. twenty twenty three survey. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so before we dive into the discussion of the survey and some of the results and stats of the survey, I'd just like to have you share with our listening audience, how did you get into the MA space in the first place? Um, you've been doing this for a while. You're very successful at it. Um, you have a lot of very loyal clients. Um, you're one of the senior leaders at True North M&A. So how did you get here?
2: Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've i been doing this now for seven years. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, Julie, I've been involved in different things. I have a strong financial, uh, finance background, economics background. I've uh, been pretty involved in marketing of different things, but um, owned some companies. I most recently sold a company called RIE Coatings in 2014 um, to a private equity group. Had a couple of partners, uh, continued, stayed on for another year, and got paid for another year after that. Really, really wasn't ready to retire. Aimed his Sunbelt, okay, and uh, kind of started my career. I'm a past business owner, that made it easy for me to talk to a lot of business owners.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I, I, their language. Just so it's clear, True North is, is actually a, a division uh, of our sister company, uh, Sunbelt Business Advisors. So mm-hmm. we established that name just, just to kind of have some delineation and make sure it's clear what we're doing, some of the larger transactions versus the Main Street side of things. So that's kind of my background in a, in a, in a nutshell.
1: Well, I'm sure that your clients really appreciate the fact that you've been a business owner in the past because I think, since that's kind of my, you know, background as well, um, it really makes you a better advisor because you've lived it. And I'm sure that they really appreciate that it's more than just theoretical coming from you. It's actually experiential, right?
2: Exactly right. When you can speak mm-hmm. their language and you can kind of identify with what they're going through. And uh, I guess this is one business where a, a little gray hair or, or, you know, lack of hair sometimes helps a <laughs> little. So <it's> kind of, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I agree. I should probably stop coloring my hair. It might help me too <laughs> a little bit more with credibility. All right. Well, let's dive into these survey results. Wow. Holy crow. Um, the significance of the state of owner readiness results from this year versus twenty seventeen. Maybe we could just start there and talk about what that what it means for our market and the the difference between yeah you know, what we measured then and what we measured this time.
2: Yeah, I think the one, you know, big takeaway um, is business owners, you know, today uh, they're doing a much better job of being informed, being educated, you know, understanding exit planning and what needs to be done to maximize their life's work uh, than they apparently did in 2017. So um, Mm -hmm. uh, kudos to a lot of the Minnesota business owners for, you know, really getting involved and understanding and and what they can do to maximize. Again, we like to say their life's work when they're Mm -hmm. all
1: done. Yeah, because for many of them, it is their life's work. And, you know, let's face it, many of them aren't really interested in exiting completely. But at least if the business is ready, then they're ready for whether opportunity knocks or whether something, you know, God forbid, would happen. um, They're ready, right? And, uh, yeah, and so... The you know it's 2017 like you said there were the kind of vastly different. I mean I remember a couple of the statistics we had. Um, 60% this time in 2023, 60% of the owners polled said that they're giving high attention to exit planning as compared to like 28% in 2017, and that's a big jump. Um, You know, granted, you know, a lot of the owners out there are a little bit older, but yet at the same time, when you look at the demographics of the people who filled out the survey, we had a lot more Gen Xers.
2: We did, and that was really interesting, too.
1: Mm -hmm. When when you think about the priorities of a boomer versus a Gen Xer, in your mind and, and what you've experienced, what would you say are some of the differences?
2: Yeah, Snyder, who uh, kind of did the presentation for us on Thursday night at our business owners forum, I think he kind of nailed it. He said the, the boomer generation is the generation of the 60-hour work week. Um, these people are serious about what they do. It's important. They put in the time. They take it very seriously. The next generation uh, is not quite as interested. I mean, they're more interested in you know getting their work done, being efficient, uh, having more life experiences maybe but they don't see it necessarily the same way. So, I I mean, I I think we really do have to look at the different generations and really understand what's important to them. So that's kind of what I took away.
1: Yeah, for sure. Me too. And, you know, just having kind of a mindset that using outside advisory can really help you as a business owner get to where you need to go instead of trying to DIY. And I think, you know, when we talk about what boomers have gone through, over the last 20 to 25 30 years they've they've just been immersed in in many situations within you know the national and global economy and you know homeland security and everything else that have really impacted their businesses and they've really had to a lot of times dial back um, restart and and so I think you know cutting back on expenses is just part of their mo but that's yeah. not always the best way to to plan for a transition?
2: Well, it's hard. I mean, 2008, 2009, 2010, I mean, those were really, really rough periods for right. Boomer, business owners. Um, a lot of them survived through that. Um, you know, COVID was tough. There was clearly winners and losers during that period of time, but, um, you know, good businesses always find a way to recover. Um, a lot of it's about planning and being aware of it and understanding what needs to be done out there.
1: Definitely. Now when we look at the survey itself and and for our listeners uh we're going to put a link in the show notes so that you can download a copy of the survey results yourself if you don't already have that but we're just going to highlight on a couple do you have a few that you wanted to talk about today because I have some but I'll let you start
2: <laughs> Yeah you know I mean I think you know I mean some of some of what we talk about in the report too and these are national statistics too we yes. uh, about the fact that, you know, 80% of a typical business owner's wealth is trapped in their company. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that stat alone says, you know, that, that's not great portfolio diversity. But that's why they've got to pay so much attention to what they've got here. Yeah. Um, it said, I think we talked about 70% of companies that are put on the market either fit the transition or are undervalued. Okay, so I think what that means in a lot of cases... They just haven't you know, done quite enough you know to prep. They left dollars on, this, on the table. I think those are interesting stats. It says 75 percent of owners profoundly regret selling yeah. their business the year after selling it. That one really surprised me, Julie.. Did mm-hmm. that surprise
1: you? It didn't surprise me because I think that it's telling in a couple of ways. Um, with the smaller companies, it could be that they had a bad earnout situation. Um, they also, for many, regardless of the company size, we, we both know that many times owners don't really plan for the next act. And so they're kind of in, you know, headed into this, um, reality of, of having no plan and no reason to set the alarm. And now what do I do? Right. Um, because we all want to be reproductive and relevant. So if we don't have a plan going into whatever's next, then we can definitely profoundly regret selling for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was
2: just surprised. I, I know there's a lot of it. I was just surprised the number was that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't experienced that uh, to the same degree, but it's just very interesting because uh, along with that, I know they talked about 72% of Americans indicated this is outside of the survey, that they have no sense of meaning or purpose in their life. Mm-hmm. Which kind of matches up, you know, I mean, again, it's part of this is working on your business, but part of it's also working on your personal life and, mm-hmm. you know, what you're going to do, you know, post-sale and, and everything else and just kind of thinking through a lot of that stuff and I think sometimes being counseled through what some of your opportunities are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and just examining what's possible, I think, and kind of, you know, sometimes we just have to shift our mindset because we get kind of stuck in a rut. In other words, you know, it's, it's normal for people to get stuck. Business owners get stuck too, which is why they hire people like us to help them oh, get all unstuck, do. right? Yeah. You got- yeah. So um, with regard to this survey, I just well, there's a couple of other highlights I just wanted to mention that I thought were notable. Um, the, the fact that um, many. OK, so that the stat is actually 65 percent of the owners that we polled in the 2023 survey said that they plan to invest in another business. 25% said that they were planning to actually buy another one. So not just invest in a business, but buy one. In other words, own it, probably run it. Um, I, I was I was really surprised by those statistics. And then yeah. another that I thought was interesting, I thought, you know, kind of on the flip side was, do you have a transition planning team? And half of the respondents said no.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, and I, I think some of what has to do with you know, buying another business. I think that's the next generation's too, and I don't necessarily see that so much in the baby boomer boomers. Probably because they're a little bit older, and mm-hmm. they've got other plans that they want to do, whether it's philanthropic things or they might want to do some, you know, business coaching or board work or that type of thing. Uh, but I think that next generation. I mean, they're they're more about accomplishing something and moving on to something else, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's where some of that number came
1: from. I agree. I think so too. Um, One other stat that I thought was interesting, and this is for the uh, financial advisors out there who are listening to the show, that uh, one of the questions was, do you need the income produced by the business to support your lifestyle? And 62% said yes. So what that tells me is that there's still a very great need for business owners to establish a strong relationship with a financial advisor. Would you agree?
2: I would agree. And it's important that they always kind of calculate what, what is the gap. Okay, mm-hmm. What is the gap between the value of your business, okay, what you're kind of bringing in right now, and what you're going to need after you're all done. And for a business owner, they've got to be really aware of that because that's part of how they, you know, th- that helps them to plan their business and grow where growth is necessary and, and you know, maximize by the time that they get there. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a conscious. And I think people really need
1: to be aware of that. Well, and, you know, like you said, maximize uh, what they sell it for. Right. But we also want to maximize what they get to keep. And if they don't have these planning um, advisors, the financial planner and the, you know, the CPA and the people that help them on the financial side of things, helping them early on then then they're really going to be ending up with less, right? That, that it doesn't really matter as much what they sell yep. it for. It matters what they get to keep. And I think that that's a very important um, concept that business owners need to own and and really um, let it sink in, right? So not wait till, a, till the last yeah. minute.
2: There's a lot of things that can be done in terms of estate planning, in terms of, you know, I mean, other types of things, mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's not necessarily what you what, what, what you make. It's what you keep, you know, when everything's mm-hmm. done. So it, it really does pay uh, to understand. Uh, just you have to look at this thing very holistic.
1: Definitely. Now, um, when we look at the results of the survey and we think about the future, like we're rolling into 2024 in a few months, yeah. what would you say, in your opinion, what would you say the results of this survey can do to help business owners take action um, you know we talked about some of the most telling stats but but in your opinion how can it help them move forward
2: yeah and i, and I think we talked about um you know not you know sometimes business owners are not as focused on value okay as a result they're leaving cash on the table because they're focused on income generation Mm-hmm. Not, not enough focus goes on enterprise value or what you can do to show somebody that this is a very sustainable business. The next generation of management is in place and operating fully. This is not a completely owner centric business where if I'm not here, um, this business doesn't work. Those are the things that I think come to light uh, that, that people need to be aware of. And they can do something about them. They're very actionable items. All right. So I think one of the other interesting um, things that came out of this survey when we Uh, The question was, uh, when are you planning to transition the company? Um, And it was kind of interesting because 30% of the people said one to two years, and 36% said three to five years. So we're talking about 66% of Mm -hmm. survey respondents are looking to transition from their company in the next five years. Um, That's a lot of potential businesses that are going to be on the market, and it's also um, you know, I mean, a lot of opportunity, that's a reasonable period of time to kind of, you know, get together what you need to get together, and do your planning, uh, work with people like yourself and, and other professionals uh, to really maximize uh, when the time comes.
1: Yeah, I, I was uh, going to just mention that statistic, too. I'm glad that you brought it up because it's so telling. And don't you think that, <laughs> I mean, when we think about just the law of supply and demand, when you have a lot of businesses you know, available for purchase at the same time, that that could definitely drive down the value of them, right? Because if I'm a buyer, I kind of got the pick of the litter.
2: Yeah, all the more important that you really have your arms around your business. You know, you know, you yeah. make sure it's sustainable, you make sure it's, it's predictable, you make sure it's well-managed, you make sure it's not owner-centric. Uh, there's always a market for good businesses. Yes. Uh, pretty much that simple.
1: Good point. I'm glad you said that because it's very true. If you're an owner out there and your business is well run and it's not dependent upon you, uh, your cash flow is good, your sales are growing at a decent rate, uh, you definitely have some options. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that it's important for us to remember, too, that we here in Minnesota are home to over a half million small businesses. And that's a lot of companies. And I think according to the Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership, their statistic last year was that 52 or 53,000 of them are owned by people who are over 55 and uh, and older. So um, that's a lot, right? Yeah. It
2: yeah.
1: is. That's a lot. All right. Well, with that, I think that it's time for us to wrap up. And like I said, for our listeners, we will have a download link available in the show notes for you if you want a copy of this report. So you can you know, use it for yourself, listen or give, give uh, copies of it to your advisory team, to your leadership team, um, so that you don't end up being a, a, a poor statistic that you can actually um, exit on your own terms. And that's what Brent is all about, that's what I'm all about. Brent, thank you so much for being on the show. We are going to be highlighting you as well in the show notes so that people can get a hold of you if the time is right for them to just look at you know, what's the possibility. Maybe now is the time for me to transition from my business, and we know you can help with that.
2: Oh, no, that'd be awesome. And thank you, for much, thank you so much for having me, Julie. This was it, fun.
1: It, it was a pleasure and an honor. I really appreciate it, Brent. Thanks so much. And thanks again to our listeners for joining us. Please do join us again next time.